What is in store for the future of the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Is it going to get better? Is it going to get worse? That's what I'm going to be talking about in this episode of Legends of Podcasting. Now, in the Wave Rider this week, it's uh, it's it, it's empty. It's it's just me. It's just me this week. None of the other guys are available, unfortunately. So, so this will be a Liam-heavy episode. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. On that note. Let's just jump right into it. So, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, the most recent Marvel movie, could signal the end of an era for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Despite the overwhelming success of the franchise in recent years, with movies like Avengers Endgame breaking box office records, there are indications that the franchise may be losing momentum. One such indication is the declining box office numbers of the most recent Marvel movies. So if you look at movies such as uh, Black Widow and Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, the box office numbers, they're declining. Furthermore, newer characters like Shang-Chi and The Eternals, they're not as well known or beloved by audiences as the classic characters like Iron Man or Captain America, which may make it harder for the franchise to maintain its popularity in the future. Another factor is that Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania may suggest that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is running out of fresh and interesting ideas. Choosing to focus on a relatively minor character like Ant-Man who, although he's, you know, we have had him in the the movies recently, and he, he has done well, and his first, first movies did okay, he's just not as popular as other characters, like Spider-Man, which I appreciate is owned by Sony, but is still in that Marvel Cinematic Universe. So this may indicate that the franchise is struggling to come up with new ideas. Like, there aren't they don't seem to be able to grab any other exciting characters to really be putting out at the moment. So, while it remains to be seen whether the Marvel Cinematic Universe is truly in decline, there are certainly indications that it may be facing some challenges in the coming years. So, as fans of the MCU, we, the Legends of Podcasting, we will be watching closely to see how the franchise develops and what the future holds for our favorite superheroes. We're big fans of Marvel here. We're big fans of DC. We're big fans of pretty much all comics and uh, and everything geeky within reason. Um, so, you know, we've all you've if you look at our YouTube channel, you see there are lots of uh, of reviews and reactions to plenty of Marvel things and DC things. So we we love it all and do enjoy Ant Man, but. When you look at these, the recent releases, everything that we've had really since Endgame, none of the movies have had the same, uh, the same impact as what it had before Endgame. It kind of feels like it's we've reached an end of an era for um, uh, for Marvel movies, and this is something that seems to have been recognised elsewhere like within the movie industry as well which <clears throat> brings us to the next point so Bob Iger he's shared some interesting insights into the future of Marvel movies now Bob Iger is the former CEO of Disney 
and uh, he has stated that he believes the franchise could continue to be successful in coming years with the introduction of new characters and the continuation of existing storylines. So he also mentioned that he believes that sequels will continue to be successful as long as they offer something new and fresh to audiences. So he's been saying about how not every movie warrants having a bunch of sequels to it. And if a character's, the characters that get attention aren't as popular, aren't as big, aren't as well-known, then focus needs to be shifted over to other ones. And I've got to say, I mean, if you just look at the Marvel movies, you've got, sure, the, the first, like, phase one, when we started off with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we did have really well-known characters. Captain America, really well-known. Iron Man, really well-known. Thor, very well-known. So you had some well-known characters, but then you did get in there. James Gunn scraped to the bottom of that Marvel barrel, seeing what he could find, what was left that Marvel hadn't already licensed out to other studios before, because they, they now got the licenses back for some of them. And he found, just kicking around at the bottom of that barrel, a title called Guardians of the Galaxy, a title which was, at that point, was basically forgotten about. No one was familiar with the characters, not really, at that point. And he was able to take it, reinvent it, turn it into something awesome, and release it. And then we got Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a lot of fun. So it is possible to take lesser-known characters and make them into really successful, well-loved movies. I think the key is you've just got to have the right creative talent behind it, and they've got to be able to have the freedom necessary in order to really turn it into something great. So Marvel may have used its most obvious characters already, but it doesn't mean they're out of characters. Anyone that reads the comics, like us, knows that there's still a lot of people you can pull from. I mean, the most obvious thing here is going to have to be X-Men and Fantastic Four. They've got them back. Marvel, they're going to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If there's anything that's going to make the MCU huge again, it's going to be with the X-Men and with the Fantastic Four. There's, They are really, really well-known characters. And you can do a lot of good with that. So, you know, we, we're all very excited to see what goes on there. So, Iger also discussed the importance of balancing the tone of the Marvel movies. He acknowledged that while the darker, more serious themes of the film are important, so is the humour and lighter moments that us fans have come to expect. He emphasised the importance of delivering fresh and exciting stories that engage audience whilst staying true to the core of the Marvel Universe. And he also spoke about his time at Disney and how he led the acquisition of companies like Pixar, Marvel and Lucasfilm and about his experience with how and about how his experience with these companies taught him to balance creativity with financial success something that has been a hallmark of Disney's success during his tenure. And that is one of the things that 
seems to come up a, a lot in conversation when talking about Marvel movies is about whether or not the filmmakers are actually allowed the creativity to do to truly do what they want to do with the movie or whether the studios can get involved and just be more focused on the money which is something that we've seen impact franchises in the past and that's the reason why the original Spider-Man series of films with Sam Raimi ended up coming to an end because despite the fact that Sam Raimi was able to do a great job with um, the first two movies especially Spider-Man 2 which is fantastic um, with the third one the studios got involved and they well they just wanted to be able to sell more toys and more lunch boxes and stuff and they didn't allow him to do the story that he wanted to do. And it ended up just kind of ruining things. And it ended up with Sam Raimi walking away, which meant that um, Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst also walked away. And so the, this studio's focus on money can have a real negative impact on, you know, the future of a particular series of films, particular franchise. And it is something that when we look at the Marvel movies... It's hard not to uh, to look at them and not think about how well they're just trying to make money at this point, and that's the that's the driving force. It's not all of them, but there's a lot of Marvel content out there now. They are very prolific. They are, there is that risk of oversaturation, and they are trying to you know milk it for every dollar that they can. I mean, they spent a lot of money in uh, the acquisition of Marvel. But if, you know, I'm not saying I don't want to see more Marvel uh, movies and that coming out. I do. It's just we want to make sure that that, that quality is there and that the, the filmmakers are allowed the creativity necessary for it to be, um, for it to work, uh, for it to be worthwhile. And, you know, the uh, personally, I feel like the focus on the shared universe is um is detrimental and the allowing each of the titles like they can still exist in the shared universe but don't have so much focus on it because then it ends up just creating this scenario where the only way you can truly understand what's happening in a new movie is if you've watched all of those movies that came beforehand and that's just that's just such a ridiculous thing that's like coming into season nine of a TV series and uh, being like, well, you know, I, if I'm going to watch season nine, I then I have to watch seasons one through eight. And that's, that's a ton of stuff to watch. That's how you end up with the Marvel movies. It ends up being the most expensive ongoing series um, like ever at this point. Um so it's, yeah, I just, I hope that the movies will be able to be more standalone and um, less focus on that, um, the need to have seen the rest of the movies and that shared continuity. Just let the movies stand alone and allow those filmmakers to be creative. It's the only way you're going to stop this from getting stale. Um, so, so, yeah, so um, overall... Iger's insights, they provide a glimpse into the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe with new characters and storylines on the horizon. It's clear that the franchise will continue to captivate audiences for years to come. 
And whilst we wait for these new releases, let's continue to enjoy the existing Marvel movies that have already captured our hearts. So that's it for this episode of Legends of Podcasting. Um, I'd be really curious to hear what you, our listeners, how you feel about the state of the Marvel Cinematic Universe at the moment. Comparing the recent movies to the uh, the previous movies up to Endgame, that series of movies, how do you feel that it differs? Do you feel there's a difference? It would be really interesting. I, you know, is this just me that, that, that thinks this? I'd be really curious to hear what you what you guys and girls our listeners all think about this so just look for legends of podcasting on whatever social media platform you uh, you prefer to use we're on all of them um look for legends of podcasting and leave us a note um you can also uh, reach out to us on youtube and um, youtube we have in the community tab you can click on there and um, you can just send us a message in there or write a comment on one of the videos that we have but remember uh, also click that subscribe button wherever you found this episode if you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more of it please click that subscribe button that helps us and so does writing a review if you haven't written a review about this podcast yet on your podcast platform please take just a couple of minutes go on to whatever platform you use it's itunes or whatever and leave us leave us a review uh, an honest review hopefully a positive review um and let us know because that's going to help our podcast appear higher in the search results, in the ratings of podcasts on these different platforms, and it will help more listeners like you be able to find our show. So that's all for uh, that's all from me for this episode, and I'll uh, catch you later.